Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. As always, I'm Charlotte and I'm also joined today by Daniel. How are you going? Good. Been a, been a bit of time off. Had a bit of a holiday. Two weeks. Yes, we have been missing, but we're back. We're back. Absolutely. A lot of stuff to talk about. There's plenty of stuff to talk about. We have been <laughs> in shambles in the, on the Insta. <laughs> plenty of comments. Some controversial um, answers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We'll get. We'll definitely get into it today. Um, there's plenty to talk about, but yeah, we'll get to that. All right. So um, we'll start off this week like we do normally. So we'll go through the team list Tuesday, and then we'll answer some questions that our lovely listeners have submitted through our Instagram page. Sound good? Sounds good. Let's get into it. All right. Let's start off with the Thursday night game, which is the Broncos versus Sharks. So um, for the Broncos and for the um, Sharks, both keeping the same 17 um, from last week. Dale Fanuke is back from a head knock. And so Cam McInnes is going to be going to the bench for the Sharks. And that's really the only big change for the two teams. Yeah, pretty much it. Um, so... T. Marie Martin was the big inclusion last week, and he actually played pretty a pretty good game last week. So he's looking like a decent buy. I think there was a couple of comments that I responded to saying to avoid him. It was like people asking whether you should pick up T. Marie Martin or um, Tamari Martin, sorry, or Blake Taff. And I was going with Taff because he has kicking and all the other base stats that comes with playing it at fullback at, for the Rabbitohs. But um, yeah, Martin looks like a bit of a bit more of a solid player. I think even without the goal kicking, he actually played pretty well. Got some good base stats. I think it was around twenty points in base stats, which is pretty good, mainly from meters. But um, yeah, no no real demerits. But I don't see him getting huge scores. Probably going to be similar to Taft in the way of you know thirty to forties. Even though Taft didn't get that on the weekend, um, looks like a decent cheapie and seems to be holding the spot from Cobo as well. So he's probably a a decent pickup. But that's pretty much it from the Broncos and from the Sharks. I know we we're talking up in the last pod, which was a while ago now, Cam McInnes being maybe a bit of a, a bit of a one to keep an eye on. But he's yeah, he's probably not going to be playing big minutes in the Sharks team anytime soon. So yeah, probably one for the back burner. Um, and other than that, it was Talakai, which was the big talking point with lots of comments on the on the Insta page over the last few weeks. Uh, I know we told one listener to hold Aitken over picking up Talakai right before his hundred score. There's plenty of reasons why I said that, but obviously it didn't turn out as good if he gets 100. But Aiken playing, I mean, he played against the Storm. They copped 70 points and he still smashed out a 47. Talakai got, what, two tries, three try assists, a couple line breaks, like tons of tackle busts. He's not going to be doing that every week. Um, I think in base stats, he's probably averaging around the 30 to 35 mark, but generally he gets between 40 to 50 points. So he's looking like a pretty good center, Talakai. If you can get him in, um, he's at 670k. I think that's around the 48 point average. So if you can, if you can afford 670k in the first place, and if you think he's going to be averaging around the 48 to 50 mark, then he's a buy. Otherwise, um, no need to buy him straight up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it wasn't the finest moment for us uh, <laughs> last week yeah. with Talakai. But I actually agree. I think you know, yes, um, people might be kicking themselves that they didn't pick him up last week. But when have you ever decided to pick up a player because he might be good for one week? Yeah, he's... Like, if he's good again and, like, it's a continual thing, then yes, we will, you know, you'll you'll have to eat some, like, humble pie. Yeah, absolutely. But I I also agree that I don't think that he's going to be able to, like, 
maintained that kind of score. Yeah, I mean, people were looking at Dane Gagai from week one and two. He scored two back-to-back 70 scores. People were snapping up Gagai as soon as they could. He's come back down to averaging around the, the 40 to 45 mark. So that's probably what's going to happen to Talakai. He's going to have a couple of big weeks, don't get me wrong. He's in form, absolutely. He's going to be getting plenty of attacking stats probably over the next one or two weeks as well. But I think it will come back eventually. I don't think he can keep that kind of consistency up. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on now to the Friday night game. So the Titans versus Panthers. So the Panthers is keeping the same team as last week, so the same 17. Um, and to note that Toro may be returning next week um, for round nine. And so the Titans have quite a few changes this week. So with AJ Brimson taking over from Osako um, and Will Smith going to 5.8. Sammy has a knee injury, but he'll be back on the wing this week. And Patrick Herbert will be returning to the centers. And David Feeder is moving back to the forwards. Um, because of Fafita moving um, to the second row, it's going to be putting Kevin Proctor back onto the bench, where Wallace will be turning to the reserves. How are we feeling about these uh, changes here? Yeah, not too too big changes. I think for the Titans, it's more just to see what's going to work for them. They're still waiting for Jaden Campbell to come back, and they've been copping it recently, the Titans. They've been conceding points left, right, and center, and I don't think this week's going to be any different against the Panthers. Um, it's more going to be damage limitation, I think, for them. So uh, hopefully people have got Cleary because uh, this is probably the week that he's going to you know, go back to being big scores. I mean, yes, he's come off the back of a, an 80 and probably not going to be scoring less than a 70, 75 for the rest of the year. So I think you really need to make sure you get Cleary this week. Otherwise, his price is going to hit, probably go back over a million again because I don't think it's going to be going down any longer. I think his break even is like 50-something this week. So... Yeah, you kind of need to get Cleary in this week because his price isn't going to get any lower. But outside of that, I don't think there's too many players to look at between these two teams. A lot of people were, you know, cautious of David Fafita last week playing in the centers. You were right to be. He was never going to get base stats playing in the centers. (laughs) He was only going to get attacking stats, which is all he could really get in that kind of a position. So um, he's not a sell now that he's back in the second row. If you've still got him, he's definitely a season-long hold. Like, I don't know why people keep trying to, you know, justify picking him up and selling him again and then picking him up again. He's always going to be fluctuating. He's that kind of a player. So if you've got him, he's a season-long hold, and you've just got to hope that he gets more big scores than low ones. So, yeah, it's all in the Titans' form for Fafita. But other than that, get Cleary in as soon as possible. Yep, definitely. I got him last week. Forgot to caption him, though. So Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> went well for me. <laughs> well, at least you got the score, though. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so we'll move on now to the Barbados versus Manly. So, because um, of Milner's suspension, um, Isaiah Tass will be coming into the centres. Um, so, his second game so far. Um, and Jacob Host is out with a shoulder injury. So, Havili will be joining the bench. And moving over to Manly, Tapao and Kepi are both back this week um, with Davy sidelined for due to a shoulder injury. And then Sipley will be reverting to the bench. Olakowatu and Paseka are both um, out this week with. Ben Chaboyevich, the favourite Chaboyevich, <laughs> and Kurt DeLewis both coming in. Um, and then Ethan Bullimore will be moving from the bench to the starting side. So, been a few changes this week for Manly. How yeah. are you feeling about that? Yeah, pretty good. Also, Cooler is coming in uh, on, in the centres for Morgan Harper, who finally got left out. So, that's a big, yes. big up for those that held on to Cooler. Even for those that held on to Bullimore, I don't know if you did, but um, if you held on to him, he's going to be getting some decent minutes this week without any, you know, big players there in the back row because Schuster's still out. Now, Davey's injured again. So, yeah, there's uh, there's plenty of minutes there on offer for the second rowers in Lawton and Bullimore. Um Outside of that, there's really, I don't think there's anyone to look out for to pick up here. If you have Cooler, that's great. He's still a buy. I mean, he is in the low, I think around 230, 240K. He's not too expensive, but 
He's only going to come in here and there where he's needed. So he's not going to be probably starting in this team every week. It's going to be a, you know, game to game kind of thing for Cooler. Um, on the other side with the Rabbitohs, uh, Blake Taff, hopefully he gets some better scores this week. I cannot believe the Tigers held it to him on the weekend and got the win. Um, again, it pained me mm-hmm. that they beat Parramatta, but I'm actually grateful that they beat the Rabbitohs. It means it takes two competition points from them. So that's kind of good. Um, Outside of Taff, if you've got him, he's a hold until Latrell's back anyway, so keep yeah. Taff. Isaiah Tass is an interesting one because I think if he plays well over the next couple of weeks while Milne's out, he could hold this spot. I think Milne's out for one or two weeks, depending on you know if he, if he challenges or not. Um, but if Tass plays really well over the next week or two, he might hold that spot over Milne. It's just, yeah, obviously on form. It's a bit hard to predict. You can take the risk. He is quite cheap. I think he's still 220, so... You can take the risk on a cheapie there, but yeah, it's very, very risky and it's determinant on how well he plays. So if he plays poorly, then yeah, he's not going to get another week. So um, make of that what you will. But that's pretty much it. You know, the keepers from this team. Yeah. Cam Murray is an absolute must have. Same with Damian Cook. Hard to get him in now. They're both over 900K, but yeah, they're absolute guns. Both playing Origin though. So keep that in mind that in the next couple of weeks, um, they'll get, you know, what, four or five weeks and then Origin will start and then they won't be playing until probably after round 18. Definitely. All right, so we'll move on now to the Warriors versus Raiders. So the Warriors have a number of changes because of the uh, Melbourne game last week. So DWZ, Josh Curran, Penne, and Kosi are all out of the side this week with Rocco Berry and Valia on the wing and Jack Murchie and um, Katoa on the bench. And then Cernan's also moving to the starting side for this week. Okay, and moving on to the Raiders, Elliot White heads back this week after missing the Penrith game because he had a bit of a face cut. Did you see it? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Did you see the, f- the post on uh, Instagram? Foul. Yeah. <laughs> His whole, like, top lip was, like, cut open. I think it's happened to him before, or it's happened to someone else before where they've, like, their tooth has gone straight through their top lip. It anyway, happens pretty easily. If you yeah. see the Raiders' uh, Instagram page, yeah, it's all over that. But um, exciting for some people, Jared Croker is listed amongst the reserves for the first time this season, so there's a chance. Yeah, he, he might come into the team. I'm not sure who he's going to take place of out of uh, Tomoko and Valia, but... Oh, sorry, not Valia, Valame, but I think he, he does have a chance of coming in there, probably more for Valame than Tomoko. Um, the Raiders have been really, really struggling, so hopefully Whitehead can do something, but I don't see it turning around so quickly. There's really not much to say for the Raiders here. I think if you've got Tom Starling, that's pretty good. Same with Schneider. He's kind of still ticking over, making some cash, and same with Starling. He's getting some pretty good scores, but outside of those two, there's not really much to be said about this Raiders team. For the Warriors... Uh, Egan had a pretty good score at hooker, played all 80 minutes uh, against the Storm, even though they got hammered. Same with Aitken, played the full 80 minutes, got some decent base stats, didn't miss a ton of tackles, but there's not really much to be said for the Warriors here. If you're still holding on to Valia, that's good. He'll get a couple of games now with DWZ out, and it looks like he might be out for a decent amount of time. He copped a a wicked knee from a Sofa Solomona on the Mm. weekend, so... Um, yeah, he might have a have a decent stint on the on the sidelines and Valia might get some game time there, but I don't see Valia getting huge scores. So if you've held on to him, that's good. He might get some price rises, but nothing major. Um, and Jesse Arthur, I think his price rises have come to an end. He's probably a, a sell this week as well. That's pretty much it. Maybe Tavanga might be an interesting pot option, uh, but with Curran out now, because he might play some extended minutes there, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming Murchie's probably going to be sharing time with him, so I'm not quite sure yet on the rotation, so might need to wait a week for that one. Yeah, amazing. Alright, we'll move on now to the Bulldogs versus Roosters game. So, um, for the Bulldogs, um, Brent Naden and Everella are both returning from COVID protocol last week, um, which will take out Jada Ockenberg and Kiraz. 
with Ava Sayafanai, I'm so sorry, um, returning <laughs> um, to the bench in place of um, Billy Sikoros. And then for the Roosters, um, Kevin Dequan comes back onto the wing, replacing Daniel Tupo with Warrior Hargreaves and Victor Radley both back onto the side. How are we feeling about that? Yeah, the Roosters, they looked very, very sluggish against the Dragons, and the Dragons were just too tough for them on the weekend in the Anzac Day clash. Uh, there's Look... It's really hard for the Roosters because they do have glimpses glimpses where they look really good. Joey Manu looks excellent. Teddy, like we've been saying, mm-hmm. hold on to him all season long because you'll have games like that where he's absolutely the best player on the field, but the rest of the team isn't there with him. Um, really, it was Teddy and Manu really running the show for the Roosters, but other than that, they didn't really have much more going on. Sam Verrills did pretty good at hooker. He played big minutes and had plenty of tackles, so looks pretty good for him. He's still quite cheap, but I don't... He's just price too awkwardly to go because he's not getting 80 minutes but he's kind of still getting enough base stats to score well he's a bit hard to hard to place but i'd avoid him for now he needs to get 80 minutes to be an actual serious um picket hooker and the roosters need a bit of form for them to to be you know good players to pick up and good consistent players it's really hard to pick up players you know like Crichton and radley and even tupanua because they just shuffle this team so often that it's hard to pick any of them so just kind of avoid the roosters um forward pack for the time being it's just a bit too hard to predict with Robbo changing him up pretty pretty much every week so mm-hmm. um yeah uh, avoid that on the dog side though Kiraz was looking like a bit of a an interesting cheapy option but he's already been dropped for Avrilo back in the team and Oakenball probably deserved to be dropped he was pretty pretty average defensively so Naden's onto the wing there a lot of people really jumping off Burton. I really can't stress this enough. He's a season-long hold. He'll, there'll come a time where the Bulldogs will come good. They're just struggling for form at the moment. They do have good players in the team. They just need to kind of bring it all together. And Burton, it's not worth selling him now. He's lost a lot of cash already. And I think he's going to end up coming back to being a good buy for those that don't have him. So if you don't have Burton, keep an eye on him. If you have Burton, he's a hold. Um, outside of that, there's not really much more to be said about this Bulldogs team. TPJ looks like an interesting pod. I mean, I've still got him. I don't know about you. I don't plan on selling him anytime soon. He's kind of up and down. So Yeah. yeah. Bit of a fluctuation. That's yep. okay. Um, okay, moving on to the final Saturday game, which is the Eels versus Cowboys. Both um, teams have named the same 17 as last week. How do you feel about that? Good. Very good. Parramatta were, yeah, killed it against the Knights. The Knights were pretty, pretty rubbish, to be honest. Dylan Brown in the centres performed quite well. Didn't do anything overly amazing, but was just kind of pretty good and consistent. If you're holding on to him, it's a bit worrying because more games from the centres, I don't know if he's going to keep getting those attacking stats. He's just not getting the same base stats out there anymore, but he was getting more attacking stats like against the Knights. Bit worrying if you have him. Might be a decent trade to Moses. Otherwise, you kind of have to stick with Brown for the long haul if you're going to hold on to him at this point. Um, Yeah, he's pretty much a hold for long term or sell him up to a better half like Moses or DCE or Cleary. Actually, Brown to Cleary is a pretty good trade this week if you can pull that off, if you have enough cash. Um, Jacob Arthur, he showed he's not going to be scoring too big from the halves there last week. I think he only scored a 20-odd in his performance, so probably not a good option there. Outside of that, Isaiah Papali'i, he's pretty... Is he a must-have? Yeah, probably he's a must-have. He's not playing Origin. He misses round 13, but he'll play the round 17 by, so probably get him. If you can, he's at 870k, but I think he's still a buy. Uh, outside of that, nothing more to be said for this Parramatta team. I wouldn't be too fussed about Hayes Perham. He probably won't be spending too much time, much more time on that wing. I think Sevo will be coming back soon. Um, 
there really isn't anyone else, actually, I don't think. It's probably Sivo. I think Nia Kore might come back in and push Penasini to the wing in a couple of weeks as well. So, yeah, Perham's probably a, a one to avoid at this point. That's, yeah, that's pretty much okay. it. Okay, so we'll move on now to the Knights' first storm. So, obviously, Dane Gagai has been brought out due to that facial fracture that he suffered last week and has been replaced by Simi Sasagi. Um, Brody Jones has also been named despite concerns surrounding his elbow injury. And then for the Storm, there's no changes currently to the run-on side, but it should be noted that um, Remus Smith has been included in the back line, even though he failed his HIA last week, so there is a chance that he may not actually be playing. How are we feeling about those two teams? I mean, for the Storm, pretty good. They just put 70 on the Warriors, and against this Knights team that was suffering against Parramatta, they might be up for another 50-plus score here. They're in red-hot form, um, the Storm. So, yeah, if you have the likes of, you know, Pappenhausen, Grant, um, Munster looks like he's the more dominant half at the moment. Hughes has just been doing the kicking, and Munster's been doing all the the ball playing and the, you know, running at the line. So he's been probably picking up a bit more of the the points there in the halves, which is a bit rough for Hughes, but he's still a hold. Um, If you held the faith in Xavier Coates, he got four tries on the weekend, so Mm -hmm. uh, has some price rises coming up for him. I think his break-even is less than 10. So, yeah, he'll have a few price rises for the next couple of weeks as long as he, you know, scores more than 10, which he should. Outside of that, for the Storm, nothing too much of note. Uh, For the Knights, Ponga had another rough game, um, but he'll have rough games along with his good games. I think the Knights just need to hit a bit of form for him to actually play well. Simi Sasagi, I wouldn't probably go there in terms of a pickup. I don't know how long he's going to be there for. Gagai might be out long term, but I... I'm pretty sure there's some other players there that are able to fill that center spot, so I wouldn't be rushing to get him in as a cheapie. Clifford is obviously a sell. Kurt Mann at this point is a sell. The only players around this uh, Knights team that you should have is Brody Jones if you've already picked him up because he's got a couple price rises going on. And Frizzell's another a good pod uh, option in the in the edge position there who's you know picking up plenty of points. Um, his base is around the 40 to 45 mark, but generally he scores between 50 to 60 every week. So depending on obviously how many attacking stats he gets in the in the games, that's probably where his scores lie between 40 to 60, depending on how the game goes for the Knights. So that's, yeah, pretty much it. David Klemmer, I've been keeping an eye on him as well, and he's looking like an interesting pod in the front row. He's been getting a decent amount of, uh, you know, defensive work, so plenty of tackles, plenty of meters up the middle, just because they don't have a ton of forwards to be relying on there um so yeah keep an eye on clamor because he's kind of coming back to form he might hit his straps and start you know getting putting together 50 plus scores every week so it's just another one to keep an eye on everyone's a bit worried about randall this week as well only scored 25 last week and didn't play a whole lot of time i'm a bit worried this week as well because phoenix crossland played hooker last week and took i think about half an hour of time off him so one to keep an eye on. You could probably get away with holding him for this week if he does only play around 60 minutes. He is a sell next week. Um, but if he plays 80 again, he should be able to hit his break even this week against the Storm. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a bit... It's one. It's a bit difficult. If you have someone that you want to go up to and Randall's a good sell option, sell him. Otherwise, he's you know worth a risk to hold for one more week. So, and then to wrap up the week for round eight... We've got the Dragons versus Tigers. So for the Dragons side, Josh Maguire will be replacing Jaden Sewer, who got an ankle injury. And for the Tigers, um, we have Toa coming in for Dane Laurie, who got a knee injury. And then Tuolagi will be returning to the back row after being ill last week. How do we feel about those two teams? 
Tigers, off the back of two one-point wins. Um, <laughs> it's the best way to win. Yeah, for them, they'll take anything that they can get at this point. Hastings has looked pretty good since he's moved to the number seven. He's got two scores of 150-163 and probably going to be continuing that kind of trend. He's actually got more kick meters since he's moved to that number seven role. So he's doing a lot more of the deep kicking, whereas Luke Brooks is just kind of running at the line to doing a bit of short kicking as well. So Hastings, decent pot option. I think he's only owned by 1% of teams and he's about 550K. So if you want to take a risk there and think the Tigers can hold their form, he's actually a not too bad option, um, but also relies on Tigers holding their form. So keep that in mind when making that decision. Uh, Joe Offerhangawi as well has been looking pretty good at lock, playing 60 minutes, scoring between 45 to 55 points a game. Pretty good base stats and, yeah, gets a couple of tackle busts every game as well. So, uh, decent pot option with Joe as well. So, keep that in mind. Um, there's a couple of, yeah, pods for the Tigers here, but nothing too outlandish. Uh, if you held the faith in David Nofaluma, he's started to pick up his scoring as well. Uh, we knew that was kind of going to happen. We talked about that in the preseason that, you know, if the Tigers hit a bit of form, Nofalum is a fiend for an offload and plenty of tackle busts. So, yeah, he's been picking up those stats recently. Uh, I wouldn't look into Stafford Toa too much at the back. Um, Dane Laurie wasn't picking up too many attacking stats, and I don't think Toa will either. So, um, worth a bit of a punt maybe, but very risky to go him at this point in time. On the flip side with the Dragons, Jack Bird picked up a bit of an injury. Well, he picked up a couple injuries actually watching that game. So wouldn't be surprised if he does get um, benched this game or just sits out this game uh, altogether. They do have Talatau Amone who played quite well um, against the Roosters in the, I think he got like 25 minutes or something like that. He played quite well there. So he could just take this for a game. Uh, but yeah, who knows what's going to happen there. Jack Bird, if he, you know, he, he scored still quite well. Okay. Not well, but um yeah, if you're still holding on to him, he's probably a hold. Wait to it's a bit hard to wait to late mail, but if you can wait to late mail and sell him, he might be a sell if he sits out this game. He's kind of struggling as of late now that he's moved into five eight, but he's still not scoring too badly, so he can be held if you if you want to sit with him as a center. He's just scoring maybe five points under what he would have been scoring in the second row. So keep that in mind. George Burgess, even though he moved to the front, uh, oh sorry, even though he moved to the starting uh, squad in the front row. He's only playing the first 20 minutes and then he didn't come back on for the roost against the Roosters. So, um, yeah, probably not one to be looking at, even though he is in the t- starting team there. And Ben Hunt picked up a ton of kick meters on the weekend and looks pretty good in the halves if he keeps that trend up. So uh, keep an eye on Ben Hunt. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, that's, uh, I guess, round eight all wrapped up. Um, we do obviously have our questions that have been submitted as well. So if you do ever want to submit a question, um, make sure that you follow us on at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram and we'll be able to answer your questions and everything as well. But we'll go through some of them now. So we've got a question asking Arrow and Man, are they a sell? Arrow and Man, yes, both sells. Um, man is a pretty good sell for up to Cleary this week if you can make a bit of extra cash. You have both Arrow and Man. Perfect arrow and man to Cleary and a cheapie. Mm-hmm. Well played. Cool. Um, is Talakai a buy? Yeah, I knew we were going to get this question. <laughs> um, 670K. 670K is a lot of money to sink into a center. Yes, he plays center and edge, but he is a center in terms of base stats. And that's how I like to pick players in my team is base stats because that's what you're going to be getting every week from them. For Talakai, it's around the 30 to 35 mark. So decent base stats, but 
nothing to write home about. Um, it's all in his attacking stats. So if you think Talakai can keep up the line breaks, keep up the try assists, keep up the tries, he's looking like he is at the moment, but that doesn't mean he's going to be doing it for the rest of the season. So if you think he can keep that up and he's worth the 670 price tag, by all means buy him, but he's a very risky buy at that price. If you've picked him up before before now, that's fine. He's, he's a hold for at least the next couple of weeks. He's making plenty of price rises, negative 10 break even, that's excellent. But yeah, he's not necessarily a must-have, and I think people are just having a bit of FOMO and looking to trade him in this week. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I know I've missed out on him completely, and I don't have the cash to get him in now because I went Cleary instead of Talakai. So yeah, I don't think I can get him in at this point in time either. Yeah, fair enough. Me either. Maybe. Depends. I could probably do a, good, a bit of a reshuffle, but yeah. I don't think I want to. Yeah, I think that's the risk, right? It's that it's you fall into that trap because you're like, oh, they're scoring huge scores, but it's all through attacking stats. And yeah. He's not one of those players. Like you look at his first few scores. Yes, he didn't play 80 minutes in the first couple of rounds, but he's not scoring a ton of attacking stats there mm-hmm. either. So he's got to hold this form. It's incredible form, but if he yeah. can hold it, I mean, he'll be an amazing center and score pretty well every week. But yeah, yeah it's a big if. Um, okay, another question. Even though TMM played well on the weekend, do you think Taft was a better, was still the better option pickup? Yes, even though um, Tamari Martin scored better, I still think Taft in the long run is the better pickup just because he has more base stats. I, I keep talking about base stats, you know, mm-hmm. tackles, meters, and goals. He has goals, Taft. So as long as the Rabbitohs are scoring tries, Taft's getting two points every single t- for every single try, basically. So um, that's... I know it seems like a small thing, but it's never a small thing. You know, Rabbitohs usually score two to three tries a game. That's an easy six-point pickup for a, for a winger fullback as well. And someone playing fullback, it's not easy to come by points. So, yeah, I think, yeah, Taff is the better option. All right. Um, Rory has two questions. What to do with Targo and what to do with Kurtman? Kurtman sell, Targo hold. I think it, I know that Targo and Crichton probably peaked. I know Targo's peaked and he's kind of losing a bit of cash now. Everyone thought Crichton peaked last week, but he actually hit his break even, mm-hmm. scored 59, and he's back in the price rises again. But I think they play for the Panthers. They're both holds. They're going to be yeah. you know up and down in scores. They're going to be really useful players over the over the um, origin and buy rounds. So definitely hold them. I think they're going to be scoring well, and they're still both in the top 10 centers in the game. So yeah, hold them. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Jackson Hastings? Yeah, I've already provided those thoughts. I still think he's a decent pod. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's quite cheap for a half and he's scoring quite well at number seven, getting the kick meters that he needs to be, you know, a good half. So, yeah, a decent pod. Yep. And then Wade asks, is Suwali by and has Cody Walker bottomed out? Ooh, so Cody Walker, interesting one. He has bottomed out. I think he scored a 47, I want to say, on the weekend. He has bottomed out, so his price rise will start going north. I think his break-even's in the 30s at the moment. But even then, I think... He's not scoring that well anyway, so I would wait till he, you know, strings a couple of 45-plus scores together before jumping on him. Um, If he scores a 50-plus next week, he does pose an interesting question whether to buy him, whether not to. But yeah, I need a few good scores before I'll jump on Cody Walker just because he's scored some atrocious scores this year. So he's been in the 20s, even the teens. Um, So yeah, bit bit cold on him at the moment. Um, And what was the other one? Suwali. Suwali at the Roosters. Uh, nah, he's on the wing. And even when he was at centre, he wasn't scoring well last year. Yeah. So the Roosters too inconsistent. So I would say no. Yeah, fair enough. Any thoughts on selling Will Smith or Brody Jones? 
Will Smith was named at 5'8 this week, so maybe hold on to him one more week or just wait till late mail. Brody Jones, he's a hold. He's still going north in terms of price rises, so yep. yeah, hold on to him. Okay, who could I trade Paulo for? Oh, Junior Paulo. Uh, yeah, that's pretty hard. There's no like-for-like like options. I was talking about Clemmer. He's a decent option, but it's still unproven whether he can keep you know good scores up. Ah. Uh, a difficult one honestly there's not many mids that you can go for that are consistent outside of like your Papali, your murray and your yo they're the only ones i really trust mm-hmm. at the moment even i'm trying to figure out how to get them in my team because they're all north of 850k at the moment i think Yo's the cheapest one at 770 he's probably the one you want to aim for i think at this stage he will play origin but he's the cheapest mid that should be scoring 60 plus week in week out mm-hmm. so um, if you can get him in, yeah, he's still a good buy. But there's no one really like for like at that mid-range price near Junior Paulo that you'll probably be able to sell to unless you can sell up. Yeah, fair yeah. enough, yeah. Um, what about Aitken for Siafisa? Oh, Siafisa. <laughs> I think you meant to say Siafisa, Talakai, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to say no again. Do not sell Aitken to Talakai at this point, no. Ta- um, Talakai, like I said... Plenty of attacking stats, but Aiken, all base stats. Plenty of tackles, plenty there's, of meters. There's no point asking about his... I will stick by Aiken till the end. <laughs> and like, yeah, like he's he's committed now to no Talakai. So there is no point asking Talakai-based questions because he's just going to... Look, Talakai is the top-rated center at the moment and Aiken is the second-rated center. I don't see why you would sell the second-rated center to the first-rated center. There's no... There's no gain in that. You're better off selling someone else to get in Talakai than you have the top two centers. Well, this might be a controversial question then. Talakai or Cleary? Cleary. I think that's obvious. Is that a joke? Cleary. (laughs) (laughs) They're coming up against the Titans this week. The Titans have had like 30-odd points put on them each week for the last two or three weeks. So, yeah, I think the Panthers could have another big score this week as well. I agree. Joel asked, trade Tino? Question mark? Yes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Tino, he's, he's on the out. Uh, unfortunately had plenty of errors um, on the weekend as well. So the Titans are just not in a good way. So yeah, probably Tino's a sell. Um, question as well. Should I trade um, Brendan Smith for Jai Arrow? Brendan Smith to Jai Arrow. No, I think Arrow's probably a sell at this point as well. So I wouldn't be going sideways from Smith to Arrow. Actually, Smith had a good game. Uh, I know they scored 70 points, but Smith got 50 odd points as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know if his price will go up. Um, he's at 480k, so he's not exactly expensive at the moment so i don't know what selling him would get you unless you're going to sell him to get in a cheapie but i wouldn't go smith to arrow it's very sideways and you're even got to sell up to get arrow i'm pretty sure so yeah probably not a great trade there i'd probably sell if you have brendan smith and you're kind of stuck with him you might want to sell him down to a couple of cheapies yeah and try to build cash that way yeah yeah so the next question we have is from jet which is a three three questions in one question but three questions (laughs) um thoughts on randall is Taffa hold and is Burton a trade? Uh, okay, uh, Burton's a hold already. I mean, if you've gone this far with Burton, he's definitely a hold. Keep keep hold of him. He's only at 550k and yeah, he'll lose a bit of cash, but he'll come back. Um, Taff, he's a hold. You're not going to pick up a cheapie less than 350k and then sell him again a week later. Hold Taff. Um, and Randall, it, it depends if you're low on trades or not, but I think you're holding on to Randall at this point. He hasn't he has kind of stopped making cash for the time being, but he will probably go back to making cash again as long as he gets 80 minutes. That's the biggest thing holding him back at the moment. So um, Randall, yes, you can sell him this week, but I think he's probably best to be a hold at least for one more week to see 
um, what happens with the Crossland rotation. And what's the go? Everyone's selling and buying players consistently. I think you've really got to hold on to trades at this point. I think if you're less than 20 trades this round, you're in trouble. Yeah. You shouldn't have less than 20 trades at this point. And I I'm, I'm think I'm sitting after this round at 23, I think. I've got 24. Yeah, so I think that's probably about right. You don't want to have, you know, going into origin around 15 to 10 to 15 trades. That's not enough. Which actually ties into something someone has posted. Like Ashton said, some bloke has Grant, Haas, Hines and Cleary. Surely cheats. No, I think just poor trades. Yeah, I, think I think they're just wasting all the trades really early on. Yeah, you've not done well if you don't have those players. I'm pretty sure I have those players plus like Pappenhausen, TPJ, and a couple those. of those. Yeah, I do have those those guys. I think they're the main people you kind of have to have plus maybe oh, I don't a have Murray. Hines. You don't have Hines. Yeah, so no. I think you should have Grant. He's one of the best hookers in the game outside of Damian Cook. Haas, he's the best mid, hands down. Hines, best wing of fullback playing, you know, half. He's getting plenty of base stats. Should have him. Cleary, he's going to be the best half, so should have him. Um, then you've got, you know, Pappenhausen um, yeah. and maybe Murray as well. Mm-hmm. You've got Damian Cook, like I've already mentioned. All these guys, you should probably have another one of those as well. So you should probably have four guns at this point in your team at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mal asks, what should I do with Wilton and Taff? Uh, Wilton's, I've already spoken about yeah. Taff, um, but Wilton's a hold. I think he had a pretty good score with a try on the weekend. So he's a hold this week. I think his break even's in the 30s. So yeah, hold him and he got named. So yeah. Haley asks who to get for Josh King. Mm, yeah, Josh King. Um, if you haven't sold him yet, he's definitely a sell. Well, actually, I don't know if he's definitely a sell this week, but he's pretty much capped in price. So he's, you know, probably only going to make a couple, maybe five to 10K extra now. So uh, try to look to upsell him. So if you can trade him and another mid-price player to get, you know, a gun mid or a gun edge, someone like that, your Murrays or your Yo's that we've been talking about, they're the, that's the trade you kind of want to make. I wouldn't be getting any mid-range players or sideways trades for him. You want to go premium or you want to go cheapy at this point. So um, if you have, you know, Josh King and like a Kurt Mann or someone like that, you trade both of them in to get a gun mid in the Murray or the yeah. Papali'i kind of range. And then you go get a cheapy like a Tass or a, um, I don't know, a Taft still or someone like that. Yeah, we'll put a post up with all the buy-hold sales as well tomorrow to give you some options. Yeah. Um, Toby asks, is Fafita a sell? Uh, Andrew Fafita, yes. David Fafita, no. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So James asks, best edge options for different budgets? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you make it easy for us. Um, Cheap option, you still have Tuolungi. Kelma Tuolungi of the Tigers, he's still a under 400k edge option and will still make cash. Um... Premium, premium is Isaiah Papali'i. He's your, you know, 800K plus premium option. And I wouldn't be going for mid-range options at this point in time. Like, it's not worth it. You either go premium or you go cheapy. Um, there's some mid-ranges if you want to go, I don't know, like a Nanai is probably capped in price at this point. Targo, he's lost a bit of cash, but he could still go north if he gets a few more attacking stats. But, like, all these mid-range players, they're probably at their price, um, if not going to lose cash. So I wouldn't be getting any mid-range players. I'd be trying to get, uh, you know, guns or cheapies. But, yeah, Kelmatil Lungi, interestingly, hasn't had a ton of games, and he looks like he's going to be averaging around the 40 to 45 mark, and he's still under 400K. So, yeah, he's a decent buy still if you can get him in. Yeah. Um, Tristan asks, Man and Randall for Cleary and a cheapie. 
If so, which cheapy? Got around about 360k. Yep, that's a great trade. Man and Randall to Cleary. Excellent. Um, the cheapy, there's there's a few kind of around there. We've already spoken about Tass and I just spoke around about uh, Tuolungi. Um, I'd have to probably have a look at the teams again. So Tamari Martin or, you know, Tolatakula. There, you know, there's a couple of players around there that are still um, decent buys. They're, they're just, you know, you're not quite sure if they're going to be staying in the team long term. But they're, they're decent cheapies that you can pick up at a pinch to give you some some breathing space for the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, they're not too bad. Um, so is it worth bringing Haas in with two trades? And that's from Sam. It depends what the... Well, yes, he's a he's a gun, so you kind of need to trade... To trade up to guns, you kind of need to make two trades to get one in and then a cheapie. So, yes, that makes sense to get him in. Um, it depends what the two trades are. Like, if we've already spoken about some players to get rid of, like the trade before Randall and Mann, that's good. You can sell them off to get a gun, that's fine. Um, if you're trying to trade a gun to get another gun, yeah, try to hold off on that. There's a lot of trades from going from David Fafita to Haas, which I didn't like at the time, but I understood if you needed to get a captaincy option, it makes sense. But yeah, I wouldn't be trading Fafita or someone like that to Haas. It just, you're getting rid of a gun to get in another gun. Yeah. So um, I'm scrolling because we've got a lot of questions asking about Burton. Um, <laughs> of course we so, do. Um, so Chappelle asks, Arrow to Nanai to Cleary and someone under 293k. If yes, who? That's basically the same question as before, but yes, mm. Arrow and Nanai to Cleary. Yeah, they're, they're good trades to get to Cleary. Um, under 293k, yeah, Cooler or um, I think Tamari Martin's over actually. So Cooler is probably the next best one and Tass or Tass. I can't even, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Tass or Tass. I think it's Tass, T-A-S-S, yeah. But yeah, they're two good ones. Um, Jason has two questions. One is DCE to Cleary, which I think you've kind of just mentioned just before. Yeah, don't do like, it. Don't, don't do gun get to rid gun. of a gun. Yeah. yeah. And then best cash cows. Uh, yeah, we've kind of covered that. We've kind of talked about a few different ones there, and we'll we'll definitely put a post up um, tomorrow with the with the good with yes. good buys, which will include plenty of cash cows as well. So, um, you know, we've already talked about Tars and. Um, I mean, Tamari Martin as well is not looking too bad as long as he holds the fullback spot. I mean, Tessie News out long term. As long as Cobbo doesn't take the fullback spot from um, Tamari Martin, he should be there long term as well. So he's a cheapie that yeah. you can go for. Yeah. Um, we got another question. Radley, Tapane, JT or TPJ? Radley, too inconsistent at the Roosters. Yes. Tapane, the Raiders are struggling. He's kind of up and down and doesn't get consistent minutes. Tamalolo looks like an interesting pod. Um, it just depends what the rotation is there with Cotter, but yeah, uh, JT doesn't look too bad, but he's kind of a mid range option as well. He gets, you know, yeah. he kind of gets a 60 score every three weeks and the rest of them are in the, you know, 50 mark. Um, and TPJ is the same. He gets some big scores, but then he also gets some pretty average scores. So if you want, if you like a bit of a risk, I like a bit of risk. So I went TPJ, I'd yeah. say for those ones, um, JT is probably a little bit more consistent, but you know, TPJ is going to get you the 80s every now and then. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, Isaac just asked kind of the same question. Is Tamalolo a smart buy? Last year, I would have said, no, perfect choice. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's not too bad. Like he's not a... the best choice, but not the worst choice. I wouldn't say it's a smart buy. Yeah, no. It's an okay buy. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> and then he asked if you could get Talakai, if you can afford him. If you can afford him, go for it, I think. But Daniel will probably disagree with me. But also... I don't think he's going to be able... I don't think he's going to be able to keep that score up. No. 
He won't he won't average above 50 by the end of yeah, the season. Yeah, so I think if you're okay with the fact that he's not going to be making 100-plus points every game, yeah, get him. If you are expecting that or you need that, no. I probably wouldn't be picking him up. Um, Finn asks, is Jack Bird out? Yeah. No, he's not. He's but not, I but he might he be. Oh, you don't reckon? He had a lot of injuries in yeah. the game and apparently had a suspected fracture in his he, forearm. He's got an arm injury. Yeah, but they didn't They didn't confirm it. I think he is getting scans because it only was yeah. yesterday, but they, I don't know if they confirmed it they or not. Said, like, they did say that they will keep everyone updated, but he has been named. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, he's going to be named until they confirm an injury. Yeah, exactly. But, he had another I think he had an ankle injury as well during the game or something mm-hmm. like that so yeah he's he's carrying a few little uh little bumps and bruises so yeah he might be ruled out late yeah um better to get two mids or edges under 500k or one over 800k and someone who is about 200 yeah someone over 800 and a 200k player that's so much better than getting two mid-range players always get a gun and a cheapie over two mid-rangers yeah what are your top three mids to get? <laughs> it's a lot of these questions. Yeah, now. <laughs> there's a lot of questions just being like, who's the best player? I mean, have you looked at the averages? Um, Ken Murray, Payne Haas, and Isaiah Papali'i. They're the top three mids. Um, obviously, Papali'i being an edge as well is kind of handy, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're the top three mids to get in. Um, uh, second to those is Yo, if you can afford, because he's probably the cheaper premium option. Um, yeah, Isaiah Yo, so if you can get him in, he's... Pretty good as well. Yeah. Um, Charlie and Ronan both asks, well, basically, is Nanai sale? Who should I trade Nanai for? Um, yeah. Yeah, Nanai's a sell. Um, you could afford for? to hold him one more week, but yeah, he's probably a sell. Um, you'd try to sell him up to, you know, a premium mid or a premium um, edge in the way of Papali'i um, or, you know, someone of that elk, like we've just spoken about, Cam Murray, Isaiah you know, those kinds of players. Um Tyson Frizzell is not a bad option as well. He's a bit cheaper and he's had a few, you know, smaller scores considering the Knights have been under the pump a little bit. So if you want to take a bit of a risk, Tyson Frizzell is also a premium edge option that you can probably trade Nanai up to. I think you just need an extra 200 odd K. So you probably have to make a double trade. Yeah. Um, Demo, long time fan of the show, <laughs> um, so commented, I started Taft this week over Coates and that clearly hurt me. Who do you start? Oh, I started Coates, so I can't Yeah, relate. you're lucky there. <laughs> um, I started Taff as well. Um, that kind of hurt me. I think the Bunnies are playing Manly this week and the Storm are playing the Knights. So Coates looks like the obvious choice given form of the Knights, but Taff gets goals, so there's that as well. Uh, but yeah, you it's really your choice between those two. They're kind of both risky options, but I think Taff's probably safer. Yeah. Um, do you reckon Arrow will play 80 minutes now Host is injured? Oh, that's a good good point. Uh, Arrow might play 80, but it's still a bit of a risk to pick him up because Host can still come back into the team. Or another edge could just, like Kurt DeLewis, could just take some minutes off him as well. So um, I wouldn't hold your breath on Arrow playing 80, but there is a chance of him playing 80 um, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, same person asked, best buy under 293k. <laughs> did we not just did we not just say that? No, no I think this best, is a more best buy. Um, I mean, Tass is only going to get one one or two weeks, depending on his form. Uh, Cooler is probably nearly there because I think they straight up dropped Harper. He's not mm-hmm. injured, so yeah, Cooler is probably a good good option to to go to. I think yeah. 
I'm just putting it out there. If you question my questionings, <laughs> then I'm going to just make you do that. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you best. to it. Sorry, I'll leave you to hosting. <laughs> um, and then finally, um, so we had quite a few questions which kind of doubled up. So if you felt your question wasn't answered, feel free to, you know, send us a message through. Um, but there was a lot of doubles up about Burton and stuff this week. Um, but we'll wrap up with two comments. So one is from big fan and friend of the show, Jacinta, who said, love hearing the implications of injuries so I can snap up some cheapies for a few weeks. And that's really good because Daniel works really hard on those posts. He does them every week. Yeah, I try to give good options for buy, hold, sells. A couple of them haven't been too great Sometimes for the last couple of weeks. Sometimes he's rubbish at it, but yeah. he tries. <laughs> I think the one that I did the other week was Taff and Cleary. Yeah. Taff obviously only got 14, but Cleary, I mean, he's an obvious buy, so I yeah. don't think I did too well there. But outside of that, they're generally okay. And then finally, um, John said, not a question, but yous have a gun page, which was very nice to hear. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, like I said, Dan puts a lot of work into everything. I basically just do this for like an hour a week. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> You can give yourself some credit. You put a bit of effort in. I put a little bit of effort in, but um, no, Daniel definitely puts a lot of work in making all the posts and everything and answering all your questions. If you get a message on Instagram, it's 99% of the time it is Daniel answering the questions. If you Also, if you do have any um, suggestions for posts and information that you like, just send that through. We'll put something together and can put that up before the weekend as yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. So. Um, we're always happy for like any comments and stuff. So, but yeah, that's all our questions for this week. Um, we did have another question asking if someone could help with trades this week. And I just, um, maybe just send us a message yeah. and we can help you rather than do it this I way. I think, yeah, if you have really specific trades, it's something you probably want to send through to us directly, especially if you're worrying about your cap and stuff like that. We can answer it a bit more, yeah. in a bit more detail that way. But yeah, hopefully we give it, gave you, uh, yeah, gave you enough, giving you enough you. Inf- information to... Uh, fix up your trades this week but the only trade you need to worry about is getting cleary and yeah that's the urgent one yeah um but yeah so if you haven't followed us on instagram yet make sure you do at Freddy brains pod um like i said we have posts almost every day at this point and are always doing q a's and stuff on the insta through insta stories so definitely make sure you check us follow there but i think that wraps it up for this week yeah perfect good week yeah great to be back it is, yeah. I'm sorry about. We said that last. We said that two weeks ago as well because we had a break before then. But hopefully, we get back to doing it every week. Actually, yeah. we we might have a bit of a surprise um, coming up on Thursday. So keep an eye out on our Insta. There might be a, a little surprise. A late uh, mail show. Yeah, there might be something there on Thursday. Potentially. Away. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys, and we will see you next week. <laughs>